Here we go, brownies. Here we go. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Here We Go Brownies podcast. I'm Allie Heisman, coming at you live from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Join with me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, out in Boise, Idaho, Dustin. How you feeling? Allie, I'm feeling great. Um, my college football team did not win this week. That's a whole other subject, but uh, my Browns won, so that's always important. You know, if you can bat 500, right, you're doing all right. But uh, no, it's been a good week, Allie, and you're back. I mean, more back. important, back, you're back. Uh, you, you know, the world traveler around the United States, but uh, <laughs> a lot to get to. Got a big game to break down the Houston one and on to Chicago. On to Chicago. Dustin, it's been a very crazy week. Uh, of course, we start out this episode with a, a technical difficulty. So for those of you that were on the last, my dad literally just texted me and said, you cut out. That stream stopped for whatever reason. We're back in action here. So forgive <laughs> us for some technical issues, but that's just the way of the world anymore. Uh, but I've been traveling. I was on, Dustin, I was on like eight flights in a matter of five days. So if, I sound, if I sound a little bit tired or a little nasally, you're just going to have to deal with that tonight. You're just going to have well, to deal with that. Well, that our fans are going to have to have to bring you up you know we're gonna have to, they're gonna have to cheer you up in the comments well, i'll tell you this i'm still riding the high from the browns win so i'm still feeling good there but physically i am tired so bear with me don't look at the bags under my eyes and we'll be smooth sailing um dustin before we get into it we're going to give a shout out to our friends over at angelo's pizza if you are wondering what in the world you should do for dinner tonight the answer to that question is angelo's pizza over in lakewood so head on over there they've got the best pizza just They've got the best pizza in the world, if, if I'm being completely honest with you, Dustin. Well, they've got a nice buttery crust. They've got different layers. You can do pepperoni, cheese. You can throw little toppings in there. Get whatever you want with another layer of cheese on it. So head on over to Lakewood. Get yourself some Angelo's Pizza. So, Allie, I don't know if you saw something very important that happened to Angelo's Pizza. Let's uh, hear it. Courtney and the Barstool Sports actually popped in on Angelo's Pizza in the last week and actually reviewed. Did he? <laughs> Piss Angela. How, how did I miss that one? I, I don't know how you missed that, but I saw our good friend uh was there handing him the pizza. I'm like, I know who that is. There's the pizza. Um, so it was kind of interesting that uh he finally made it to Lakewood and uh inter, you know did oh, I'm gonna have to go check that out. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go check that one out. Uh yeah, busy show for you for you tonight. We're gonna break down the Browns win over the Houston Texans, where they came out victorious 31 to 21. Um, then we're going to look ahead to the Chicago Bears coming into town. Justin Fields set to make his first NFL start, which I know is kind of a bittersweet moment as he's coming back <laughs> into the great state of Ohio, former Ohio State Buckeye, but now don't Chicago Bear. Don't, so, don't <laughs> hey, I will tell you this. As, a, as an Ohio State fan, you root for the kid's success. Of course, he was probably the best uh, Ohio State quarterback in the history of the university. But now you're in the Good NFL. Point. You go up against my Browns. I... Sorry about your luck. Sorry about your luck. You're playing the Browns. I don't care. So uh, we'll get into that here uh, here in a few moments. But uh, Dustin, I just want to get your your first initial thoughts, and we'll we'll break down the entire game. But what what was going through your head over uh, the win on Sunday? Well, first thing, uh, like a lot of people saw in the game in the first half, was um, Houston's going to hang with some football teams this year. Mm -hmm. I, I think they're going to be gritty. I think they're going to be now. They unfortunately lost Tyra Taylor in the football game. But before that, they were confusing our defense. They were kind of having their way with us. Um, and I think we are still kind of finding our way on defense. That's a bit obvious so far. Um, they're not gelling as quickly as we thought they might. 
So that was kind of my first takeaway. But then what good teams do, they kind of pulled away, right? They kind of did what they got to do to to put the game away, and that was how the game. Um, and then some unsung heroes showed up in this football game that you didn't think may show up, showed up big in this game. Um, you know, our good friend Demetrius Felton, who's been on a previous show, and Grant Delpit laying a laying the wood on the you know on the quarterback there. I mean, there were some things that was like, okay, I didn't see that one coming, but uh, and I wish Delpit the best of luck because I think he's had to deal with a lot as a player. So. To your first point, the Houston Texans are a better football team than a lot of people probably anticipated. They've got they've got a lot of veterans. I think mm-hmm. um, they, they've got prior to this this past game, they didn't have any rookies starting on any side of the ball. Yep. Um, it's it's just kind of a, a crazy thing. But anybody can win in the NFL. I mean, they're all professionals. The cannon will beat you. Yep. They will hang around. They they're one of those teams that can and will beat you bottom line. They've got talent. Um, there were some questionable coaching decisions throughout that game. We'll get into that here momentarily, but, um, on, on their behalf, of course, um, but they're a good football team with Tyrod Taylor in, you don't, it, it, that game could have gone either way. Um, he goes out. Unfortunately, we wish him all the best, uh, speedy recovery to Tyrod. We loved him here in Cleveland, just kind of a class act type of player, mm-hmm. wishing nothing but the best. Um, but the Browns pulled away into your second point on the defense. I know there's a lot of panic right now on the defensive side of the ball. Everybody's saying what is going on. You know, we, we can't even stop a rookie quarterback. What, like what is happening here? Again, we, we ran out nine new starters on defense. We knew that there were going to be challenges. We knew that there were going to be mm-hmm. hiccups and that doesn't always excuse those hiccups and that doesn't excuse some of those mistakes, right. but there's going to be bumps in the road and that's okay. It's part of the learning process. Right. Would you rather that happen now in September? Or would you rather that come down the road in January when it matters? Right. Um, so Dustin, what were your takeaways on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because you know, the argument is, well, they just brought a rookie quarterback in, so why are you not blitzing them, blitzing them, blitzing them, right? Giving them some confusion and stuff like that. Um, and Joe seems like he's staying pretty close to the vest how he wants to run his defense. You know, it seemed like as the game went further along, the defense started figuring itself out. And you kind of saw that in the second, the first game against the Chiefs too, right? It seemed like that defense was gelling within the game. And it seemed like it was kind of a repeat this week in the second game as you got into the fourth quarter, you know, you had Delpit coming un, you know, unblocked for a hit on the quarterback and stuff like that. And it kind of started in the second half where these guys kind of like, okay, we need to kind of get our sea legs here. Um, I still think they're just gelling. I just really think these guys are still trying to get their schemes down and kind of be on the same page. I feel pretty comfortable with the defensive line overall. I think they they're doing their job, but more of the other positions is where I think it's going to take some time. Um, you know, so what, what would you say is your biggest area of concern on the defense? Linebacker. Linebacker. Yeah. I'm not shocked to hear What's, that. Yeah. I was going to well, keeping in mind too. I mean, Anthony Walker was out. You had, you know, but that's why, right? Like, oh, and you know, we brought in uh, the mistakes. Maybe we, we signed the guy from uh, that used to play for the Niners. I believe we brought another guy in to kind of fill the void of the injury, but that's just one of those. You have a rookie in there, right? Those guys are going to take a little while, um, you know, talkie talkie. Some of those guys have, but you know, I don't think we have hundred percent consistency, what we want to have at the linebacker position. So I think that's one that I just, am going to kind of watch and see how that kind of progresses there. 
No, I was I was fairly impressed with the secondary, uh, especially the corner room. I don't think, mm-hmm. we, you know, we talked about when you draft a left tackle and you draft a corner, sometimes the best way to acknowledge their success on the field is by not talking about them at all, not right. even knowing that they're out there. So Greg Newsom had some, you know, they're really not targeting him. Honestly, I thought that they targeted Denzel Ward yeah. a little bit more. Yes. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head how many targets he had. Uh, but Greg Newsom, he was locked down. I was very impressed with the secondary. Uh, Grant yeah. Delpit, I mean, he had the, a heck of a game, an absolute yeah. heck of a game. Um, but I, w- I would kind of push back a little bit. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned on the front four. Um, but I want to talk about that. Actually, I have it here in my notes because Joe Thomas gave a nice little breakdown on Cleveland Browns Daily on Monday exactly as to why the pass rush isn't getting home. And I know that's kind of been a concern. My dad and I are texting, hey, why isn't Miles Garrett doing this? What's happening with Tech McKinley? Why isn't Jadavion Clowney getting home? And after kind of rewatching the game and listening to some of the breakdown, if, if you take a look at week one and then week two against specifically Tyrod Taylor, I'm speaking specifically to Tyrod and Pat Mahomes, they get the ball out first off very quickly. Yes. And two, they are very, very elusive. So he said there's really two reasons why they weren't getting after the quarterback. One being they're very hard to sack. Like they're just very right. elusive. They get the ball they out. Get, they get away. They, yeah, they get the ball off quick and then yes. it's out of their hands. Right, yeah. They're very elusive. You don't want to – you really don't want to let them get out of the pocket. So kind of sure. containing them is a success in and of its own. Um, but they're running more stunts up front against guys like that. If you don't have a Tom Brady back there or somebody that's more of a statue, a big Ben, you have to run more of those stunts rather than just kind of being able to get after the quarterback in any way that you want to. Uh, but really the whole reason for those stunts is just to take away the running lanes, um, the scramble lanes and to really just kind of fill those gaps and make them throw the ball. Secondly, secondly, you do need more of an interior push uh, from the inside of that defensive line. You're not, you're not quite getting that from Malik Jackson, Malik McDowell, who uh, got a little bit banged up last game, Andrew Billings, you need a little bit more of a push on the interior of that defensive line to let Miles Garrett, Tack McKinley, Jadavion Clowney, and others be able to get home. So I'm not speaking to the blitzing. I'm not speaking to anything like that. I'm just speaking specifically to the pass rush. Um, and, and that, that really at all, I don't think it's a lack of success. I think we will get after the quarterback. I just think Mm -hmm. the quarterbacks that we've faced so far and really just the offenses that they're going up against really hasn't allowed that. Now I'm not saying that there is a fault here. I'm not saying that, but I think that does justify it a little bit. Well, and you can look at next week to the bears, right? Mm -hmm. Starting quarterback. That's a rookie basically. Right. So you're going to have to your point you are probably going to get those opportunities on the defensive line that you weren't able to get in your first two games. And if you think about it, Al, if we go back just a little further to the Kansas City Chiefs game, what is the one thing that Patrick Mahomes didn't do? He didn't run on us. We really stretched that defense from 53 yards from one end to the other, on you know, side to side, to where he didn't beat us with his feet. You know, he beat us on a 75-yard crazy acrobatic throw that Patrick Mahomes can make on a rookie, you know, somebody guarding him downfield, you know? So to your point, you know, there's all this clamor about, oh my gosh, what's wrong with the defense and all that. It's a work in progress. Work you, in progress. Know, you got nine guys over there that are brand new on there. You know, it, within time, if, if this is an issue in week eight, okay, now we got an issue, but. Exactly. Dustin, to that point, exactly. Do you remember where we were offensively this time last year? It in wasn't great. It wasn't great. It didn't we start until week six. 
So yeah, have, some patience. Yeah. have yeah. some patience. As we mentioned going into this season, Dustin, uh, Andrew Barry gave Kevin Stefanski the offensive weapons last year. It took a minute for that to really click. It is easier for the defense for that to happen. Andrew Barry does the same thing for Joe Woods. Defensively speaking, adds nine new starters. You have to have some patience. It's not necessarily the scheme. Things are still just kind of working itself out. Again, you'd rather see this in September than in December. Well, here's a perfect example for reality. All the people that are clamoring, pro football focus has the Cleveland Browns defense right now after two games ranked 11th in total defense. So if you think about it, Ali, we talked about this before the season started. Will the Browns have a top 10 defense? Yes, more than likely they will. But even after their learning curves, they're still number 11 in the entire league. So there's two-thirds of the football teams that have a worse defense than the Cleveland Browns when you look at it that way. So it's like you got to just be patient. And I know sometimes us Browns fans aren't the most patient people, but sometimes you have to have some patience. That's exactly it. And myself included. I, I'm ready to fight somebody. I'm ready to go out there and fight Joe Woods sometimes. But you know what? We do need to have a little bit more patience um, this is still a very young team. Uh, you know, it'll all start to click soon. Yeah. Um, all right. Turning it over to the offensive side of the ball, Dustin, what were your, what were your thoughts? Well, you know, with, you know, Jarvis going down early, yeah. um, I got to say that I'm pretty impressed each and every game um, with Stefanski on the fly, right? Okay. I got a guy down. Um they probably didn't see a guy like Dimitri Felton on game film, right? Like, what can I do to confuse this football team? And we saw that. Like, Dimitri Felton, I think, had the most all-purpose yards in the game, like 91 yards or something. Like, it's an insane amount of number, I mean, for a rookie six-rounder. So I think that really what intrigued me on the offense was changing in-game, because we know last, you know, prior to Stefanski, that was not a thing the Cleveland Browns did changing in game to adjust to what's happening in real time and just, you know, do, stick into your game plan. Like you have a close game kind of going into the third and fourth quarter and you go back to Nick Chubb and go what got you there, right? Like, Hey, we're going to just run this clock out. We're going to win this football game and we're going to rely on a running game. And if you saw, we just got big chunk plays one right after one, right after another to where we kind of wore down their defense. So, we just kind of did what Cleveland does: run the ball and keep your keep your uh, the opponent's offense off on the sidelines. I mean, that was kind of how I took the offense on this one. Real quick, though, real quick before I, I dive into that, we've got a comment here uh, from our friend Pete Pete Barker. Uh, he says, "Such a shame they don't respond to the viewers." Pete, I see you. I see you. We respond. We see you. Just don't have the time to type it out. So we do encourage you all to drop your comments. Uh, we'll get to your comments, questions, concerns, anything you have here live on the program doesn't mean I can do it in real time, but we'll do our best to get to you. Um, Dustin, one thing that really intrigued me uh, was the use of the tight ends. Of course, you see Jarvis Landry go out. Um, the, the, the use of the tight ends, David Njoku, even Harrison Bryant, Austin Hooper, really stepping up and working the middle of the field, which is kind of Jarvis Landry's sweet spot. I was really impressed to see them kind of take that step. Um, have a few more targets. I do believe Odell Beckham Jr. will be ready to go full go on Sunday for the Chicago Bears, which is very exciting. This is the first time he's practiced a full practice, full go all season long. Uh, so some optimism on that front that we'll unpack here shortly. Um, Demetric Felton, if you started him in fantasy this week, lucky you. I think you're right, Dustin. He had the most all-purpose yards uh, on the roster. I have a question for you, though. Were you – there's a lot of concern – about the total numbers of carries that Nick Chubb had. 
Do you have any concern for that? Because I think this is a really interesting topic of discussion. So no, and I'll tell you why. So what I see from Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, because it really is the one-two punch. Mm -hmm. So I think they really want to keep Nick Chubb fresh because this is a 17-game season. I mean, I think people kind of forget that running backs get worn down, they get they get tired, they get hurt. I have no problem uh, the count of how many catches, or I mean, uh, the amount of touches that someone like Nick Chubb gets. Because if you notice, we went Nick Chubb early, we brought Kareem in middle, and then Nick Chubb put the game away with fresh legs and just bulldozed through Houston. I like that game plan personally because he comes out there in the fourth quarter and he isn't wore down. He's still right. able to give you 110%. So, no, I I completely trust what Stefanski's doing here. And I think he's looking at the long haul, not the short haul at all. That's exactly it. And that's why I can't quite wrap my head around some of uh, the, the mayhem that people are seeming to cause right now is, well, Nick Chubb didn't have 25 carries. Okay, do you want him to? <laughs> I mean, do you not well, want him available in January? Well, how about this, Allie? What people don't realize, he had 11 carries in the game. Right. Okay? For a hundred yards, almost guys, that's eight and a half yards per carry. That's a monster, you know, like, you know, like that's, you know, like what's funny about that is most people would be great if their running back gave him a hundred yards a game. Well, he did it just with 11 touches. So it's like most, and most of those yards coming in the fourth quarter, by the way. Right. But, but my point being like, okay, he could have went for 130, 140, but what did it matter in the scheme of things? By the way, you got to remember Nick Chubb is a very unselfish running back. He's the same running back that ran out at the one yard line to save time on the clock. He doesn't, he's not a fantasy. He doesn't get caught up in all that. That's not, that's not who Nick Chubb is. Yeah, no, I, I, I love Nick Chubb. I don't quite understand kind of the heat right now that, that Kevin Spansky seemingly had to have taken after, after that game plan. I honestly, Dustin, you want him fresh, ready to go in the fourth quarter. You want him fresh, ready to go when the time comes, um, hopefully postseason. Um, right. When you have kind of that one, one, a type of running back system in Nick Chubb and Kareem hunt, you, you have that luxury um, that people forget. We've got a lot of beautiful, beautiful weapons to use on both sides of the football. Yes. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, that one, that one kind of got me by surprise, but really interesting topic. Nonetheless, Dustin, why don't you tell our, our listeners about that beautiful backdrop you have behind you and where they can get one. Yeah, so guys, this is our great sponsor, GutterP.com. They're out of the Cleveland area. Um, as Allie, as we talked earlier, all those people down at the Muni lot that were packed out for the Browns game, you can have custom uh, canopies made for your football game, any kind of event you want, but GutterP.com and Andy and his folks over there will build you a beautiful backdrop. He has some uh, Cleveland-themed ones, Browns-themed ones on his website, and you can rent them or you can buy them, and that's at gutterp.com. But he's a great guy, and you should support him because he is a local Cleveland company. And you know what? You got to have it. If you're tailgating or if you're going to be in the Muni lot or if you're going to be in your backyard, make sure you have one of those because it'll protect you from all the Ohio elements or wherever you're at in the world. Down here in South Carolina, we got some beautiful rain today. So make sure you get your hands on one of those over at gutterp.com. Com. Uh, to anybody that's listening right now on the live stream, we encourage you to drop a comment or a question. We'll get to it live on the program. Uh, might not get to it right away, but we will try our best to get to it. So please drop us your questions. Uh, I am monitoring it here as well. 
Um, Dustin, just a couple of uh, key points here. Jarvis Landry, uh, he is out for a few weeks. Uh, Demetric Felton sort of yeah. stepped up. I, I don't – here's the thing. Jarvis Landry being the heart and soul of this offense – you know what? I, I think that we have some young talent that is ready to step up. And speaking of heart and soul, I also want to talk about Baker Mayfield. I just Baker my heart, Mayfield. My heart dropped for about 30 seconds. Just and I was like, but you know what I said to myself, Allie? I was like, well, we got Case Keenum. Don't, don't, don't get mad, people. Like, but uh, okay. but Allie, like, I like what Miles Garrett said. He's like, yeah. He got hurt. He went in the locker room, rubbed some dirt on it, and came back out, and he was ready to go. And then, I don't know, Allie, did you see this? This was the best part. When he had that block where he had to block the guy with his right arm, and he didn't move with his left arm, he's like, yeah, you see, I took that guy down with one arm. Like, he, like he just is just grit as you could get. And it's like, it's like that's the kind of guy you want from a leadership. But uh, You want as the quarterback of your football team. That's the right. guy you want. Right. That lays it all out no matter what. And it's funny when he runs out, like Case Keenum's like, man, are you okay? And he's just jogging us. Yeah. He just popped it back in. Like he was like, it was like no nonsense. Like it looked like your arm had fallen off like five minutes ago. Yeah, That didn't look good. It really didn't. I I figured he broke his collarbone or something. I'm like, he's done. That's, that's that. That's that. But at the same time, at the same time, I'm sure he probably got an earful, you know, Kevin Savansky saying, Hey, we probably appreciate your uh, willingness to go out there and and do whatever it takes to win. But at the same time, what are you doing? You know, don't, don't put yourself in that position. So thankful that he's okay. Um, God gave him two shoulders. So, you know, as he mentioned, (laughs) Hey, and I'm left-handed and thank God he's not left-handed. Right. So it looked, that looked uh, a little bit miserable. Uh, Davion Davis, after his suspension, he is back to the practice squad. I would anticipate him probably coming back up to the 53 as we approach this Sunday. Um, another thing real quick before we transition here, Dustin, uh, one of our, our, our longtime listeners, uh, Rick Peets, I want to give him uh, a shout out real quick. He was just recently discharged from the hospital. He's kind of been going through it. I know he uh, was a little bit under the weather, so I uh, just want to wish him the best. Let him know that we're yeah. thinking of him. Um, and to all of our listeners, I know you know Rick. He's always in the comments. So yeah. if you can just shoot some some well wishes over his way. All right, Dustin, how about some game balls? Boy. Uh, offense, you want to go offense Let's first? go offense first. I'll, I'll let you go first. Yeah. My game ball goes to Demetric Felton. Um, here he that from the day he walked onto the field for the Cleveland Browns, basically I said, Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it, and I'll learn it, and I'll do anything you ask. The Cleveland Browns asked him to do a lot on Sunday, and he did, and he stepped up in a big way. So on offense, I've got to give it to him for having 91 total yards. Um, By the way, first play from scrimmage as a rookie for a 33-yard touchdown. I mean, let's just put the – and then that juke move where he spun out and went right into the end zone. And I just remember everybody looking at me and going, that's your guy. I'm like, that's our guy. Like, it was like, and it's like, I am just proud of him and what he's done because I think he's done with his situation. He has done more than any player that I've seen on the roster. I mean, took the most of his opportunity and seized it. So for, for that, I give Demetri Felton the game ball. Yeah. Same here. I don't think it's really any question. Um, He went out there. He, he had the opportunity. He took it, took the bull by the horns. Um, 
you know, Dustin, going into the season, we knew that he was putting in extra work more so than really anybody on this roster. Not only did he have to learn the running back position, he had to learn the receiving position. And oh, by the way, when you're in the receiving room, that's not just one position. You're learning X, Y, Z. Then you also have to, to learn uh, special teams coverage, yeah, uh, punt coverage, what to do, you know, in, in the return game if he was asked to do that. Um, so he which was, he, which he which did. he was, which, which he, he was, yeah. So you know, my point being, he had to take in a lot of information, yeah. um, and a lot of times with young players, that can be very, very overwhelming. Yep. He put in the work, and it's really paying off for him now. So I I agree with you. He gets the offensive game ball. Defense. What do you? Who do you have? Well, that's an easy one. I, I mean, same here. I, yeah. I think we can agree here. I mean, Grant Delpit just played just all out football, right? I mean, he was lost for a season, had high hopes, a lot of pressure to have to produce as a player this year, and him to come out and really stand out on defense and really just play solid football was great to see. And all those things that we all expected and wanted from Grant Delpit before the season started and even before his injury last year. So my game ball on defense would go to Grant Delpit for sure. I'm, I'm right there with you, not to be in total agreement, but I, I think this is an easy one, really on both sides of the ball. These two uh, young players really stepped up. They've faced adversity. They've, they've kind of been just both of them having to put in so much work and taken so much information. Uh, Grant Delpit just going in there and completely seizing his opportunity as well. He looked like he was coming out of shooting out of a cannon. I saw yeah. that. And I was like, who was that guy? And I'm like, oh my God, that's Grant Delpit. That's Grant Delpit. He looks so good. I'm so excited for him just to have that kind of ball hawk type of player finally. Yeah. And in that rotation with Ronnie Harrison uh, and JJ three, I think that's going to be an absolutely dynamic safety room. Yeah. And you know, you know, and if I, if I had to give an MVP for the game, Allie, you know, you have an offense and a defense and an MVP. I would have to say, I'd have to give it to Baker Mayfield in that football game. I agree. And for him to go out, throw that pick that, you know, errant pass that, you know, and then to go 10 for 10 after the pick. Um, I'm sure some of our viewers already know this, Sally, but he has the best completion ratio of any quarterback in the National Football League going into week three. I mean, let me say that again. Baker Mayfield has the most best completion percentage and I think most of any NFL quarterback to play for the Browns in the first two games ever so, so what you're saying is Baker Mayfield's the real deal I'm saying not only Baker Mayfield is a real deal someone brought up an interesting stat that he had like 60 some percent completion rating last year which put him at 30th in the league and he has 80 some percent right now which is first in the league which just goes to tell me Baker's going to have a better year than he did last year, clearly based on the offense being more comfortable to him. I, yeah, I think he, he understands the offense and knows, you know, damn it. If I make a mistake, I'm going to go right back out there and fix it. And it's not going to happen again. So I have been very impressed with just his bravado. And in, in, yeah, in, I completely agree. His grit, his blue collar mentality. I, I loved watching him play. Um, so glad he's the leader of this offense. And real quick, before we transition over to the defense, what were your thoughts uh, of Blake Hans and how he did? He did well. He did yeah, well. I agree. But, but I mean, but do we, do we expect any less from Blake? You know, like, I mean, look what well, he did. I mean, when you're, when you're starting left tackle goes down, you know, that's a cause for yeah. concern, right? Like it's, it, and yeah. I, I, I'll say this. I wasn't particularly thrilled with the way that the entire offensive line played in this game. I think right. there was some 
you know, there's some moments that just, just weren't pretty. Sure. Um, not on Blake Hans, though. I think he did no. what he had to do. He stepped in. Um, Jedrick Wills, by the way, expected to practice this week, so hopeful that we can get him back against the Bears, which would be very helpful going up against Khalil Mack. Um, yeah, and it seems like that's more week-to-week, day-to-day with him. It is. It yeah, is. It's a lingering one. Yeah. But just some credit here to Blake Hans. He stepped in, and as we mentioned, when you talk about the cornerback position, when you talk about – uh, your tackle or offensive line position, you know, the best way to give them praise is by really not knowing they're out there uh, yeah. because that means that they're not making any mistakes. So shout out to Blake Hans. I think he played pretty darn well stepping in for, for big Jed. Uh, before we turn it over to the defense, if you are buying or selling a home, make sure that you consider Katie Klonowski out of Keller Williams. Truly guys, she's the best in the business. She can walk you through the entire process. I will let you know it's a very overwhelming process right now. The housing market is crazy. So make sure you have somebody there alongside you that you trust. That person is Katie Klonowski from Keller Williams in Northeast Ohio. All right, Dustin, um, you want to break down uh, or preview? Let's look ahead. Let's look ahead to the Chicago Bears this Sunday in Cleveland. First thought is Justin Fields is making his first start. Now, if we go back a couple podcasts, when we said we, we had a segment, when do you think each rookie quarterback will start? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to brag or anything, but <laughs> I did, did. I did. Did you say, say yeah, I know you did. Now this is it. I didn't base that off of injury. Of course. I just, made now, let, yeah, I just say, let's call full disclosure. Andy Dalton did get hurt. Yes, and that, I, that is uh, not what we had anticipated. I really thought this off of talent, but uh, my prediction was week three, obviously circumstance here is a little bit different, but, um, Dustin, what are your thoughts going into this game? How are you feeling coming off of a really great performance week one? Um, maybe a, not the most pretty performance week two. How do you think we transition as we head, um, into this, this game against Chicago? Well, I think you have to exploit their weaknesses, right? It's a rookie quarterback, uh, coming in on the road to Cleveland, as Stefanski said, leave the Muni lot, be in your seats on time for the kickoff, right? Uh, so we can be as loud as we can. I think we have to, quote unquote, create the 12th man at, you know, at First Energy Stadium, um, make it to where there's some false starts and stuff. So I think you really have to be aggressive on defense, I would say, to start the game. That's just, That would be my game plan, be very aggressive. Um get him uncomfortable rattle don't let him get into a rhythm um because any quarterback no matter where they're at if they are comfortable rookie or not they kind of figure that out right he's a good quarterback right he doesn't get drafted in the first round to start for the chicago bears if he's not good right so i think you need to rattle him early and you have to kind of take him out of his sequence that's kind of the game plan i would kind of and just make sure that he's not you know, not comfortable all day, basically, you know, you know, make him get away, throw the ball away, right? Incomplete passes, that kind of stuff. Well, I think, um, I think going into it, knowing that you're going up against Justin Fields and not, I mean, full disclosure, I, I love Justin Fields. I love what he did at Ohio State, but he's a rookie quarterback. You know, Kevin Stefanski, this, this coaching crew um, outside of last week, they're pretty good at, you know, providing some disguise and, and yep. quarterbacks. Um, so I do think that, as we start to gel a little bit more defensively, hopefully we can throw a couple more disguised looks on defense um, this week. Now, the Bears are pretty good. They're, they're pretty good. Um, I've got a couple Bears players in some of my fantasy teams. Allen Robinson's good. Of course, we know Khalil Mack's pretty, yeah. pretty darn good. Um, so I think that you have to be ready. This is a team that will yeah. beat you. 
they are a team that'll beat you. But I think if you can throw some pressure at Justin Fields, he is a quarterback that is mobile. He can run, but he's not. Uh, I wouldn't consider him a a Kyler Murray or a Lamar Jackson. He right. can throw, but he is comfortable in the pocket. He he's got he can throw some dimes. So if you create pressure and keep him in the pocket and confuse him in the secondary, I think you'll come out uh, looking pretty darn good defensively. Mm-hmm. Now the whole point to that is everybody's got to show up. We've got to gel. We can't have any of those penalties. Um, can't have any busted coverages because he will exploit you. He's got a great arm. He's got an incredible arm. He's quick. He can get out of the pocket. He can make those plays. So I think if you come and you are the Cleveland Browns and you stick to your identity, you come out of this game feeling pretty good. You're victorious. Offensively speaking, Dustin, I think you just stick to who you are and you do what you, you know how to do. You run the football, you establish the run, and you let your playmakers do what they do. Bottom line. Yeah, you know, it was, it was brought up on, a, I can't remember where I was watching, but they brought up an interesting thing about the Cleveland Browns. And when you have a team with this dominant of an offensive line and this dominant of a running game, they mirrored it to the Dallas Cowboys a few years back that went 13 and three, right? And had that dominant offensive line because they kept people like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, all their quarterbacks sitting on the sideline for, loads of time right so you know your best offense is your best defense so I think you really have to just I say it's short in the game I guess is a good way to put it to your point the shorter you make this football game I don't care if we win by 20 to 3 I don't care I mean we don't have to put 40 points up shorten the game just play your game plan uh confuse a rookie quarterback and this reminds me of the Giants game last year Ali remember we were like just go in and beat the Giants just like you're supposed to beat the Giants, right? We know they're not that good, but they can sneak up and get you. I want a game like the Giants last year where you just go in, play a team that's got, you know, that you should be able to beat and just stick to your game. Plan. So, yeah, I agree with that. You know who you are. Stick to your right. guns. Do what right. you do best. Now, I think this will be a pretty good game um, for Jeremiah Usakoromoa. Um, you know, he is taking on a little bit of a larger role. We know Anthony Walker's out, but I think with, with him getting some reps, uh, last week coming into this week, he's going to have a little bit more of a test with Justin Fields. He can get out of the pocket. Um, you know, they've got some playmakers. I'm really excited to see what the middle of that defense can do. I think this is going to be another good test for Grant Delpit for Greg Newsom. Um, I think this is going to be a good game. I think this is going to be a very fun game to watch. It will be a fun game, but it's going to be, for me, it's going to be a little nervous too. And I'll tell you why, like, um, you know, it's going to be kind of a transition game because you have, you know, Stefanski saying, Hey, he's going to be at full practice, but I'm not giving him, I'm not giving him the go card until I see a full week of practice from, you know, OBJ this week. Right. And then I'll let him go on Sunday, but you're going to have people like Schwartz and some of these other rookies that are going to have to step up Donovan people, Jones, Hollywood Higgins, you got to ball out in this game, man. Like you got to show the reason, you know, you are a bona fide guy on our football team and fill in the gaps. I mean, I need Higgins to do his thing. I need DPJ. They have to really step up in this football game and be the leaders that I think they can be. And I need to see the Donovan people Jones that we've talked about all camp, right? I want to see that on Sunday and see him burn somebody downfield. So I'm nervous, but cautiously optimistic that these guys can step up into that role this weekend. All right, Dustin, you know what time it is. Give me a bold prediction. Bold. This is a bold prediction. Bold prediction for this game. 
Well, this would be bold because everybody's throwing a fit about the defense. <laughs> 24 to three final. They don't score an offensive touchdown in this game. Browns win 24 to three. The, off, the, the, the defense just smothers um, the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields doesn't get anything going. All right, that is bold, but you kind of killed two birds with one stone here. You gave me a bold prediction and you gave me your score prediction. So okay. I'm going to put on the spot again. Give me another bold prediction. But I, I do think that is bold. I, I do. Here, I'll, I'll give you mine. I'll give you a second to think of another one. My bold yeah. prediction is all eyes are on the defense, right? There's been a lot of concern. Why isn't Miles Garrett getting home? What's Javion Clowney doing? I think that they step up in this game and they prove who they are. I think they're able to get after the quarterback. And I'm saying, Give me, give me four sacks total on the defense. I was going to say two and two. Yeah, give me four total. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure where they're going to come from. I'm not going to say miles two, tack two, but I think they're going to be well distributed uh, among the, the front, front seven, if you will. But give me yeah. four total sacks on Justin Fields. Yeah, my bold prediction, the defense is gelling, but they also are opportunistic defense at times. So my bold prediction in this football game is, I'm knocking on wood, pick six. I'm going with a pick six in this game on our defense. Um, they disguise to your point to where Justin Fields doesn't kind of figure it out, and a guy comes up, you know, on, on a play and takes it in for right, you. Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Oh. Putting on the spot here. First one that comes to mind for me is JJ3. I think he gets a good one here, takes it to the house, reminds Browns fans that he was the best free agent signing in the history of the Cleveland Browns. You know, I'm going to go Ronnie Harrison. Himself. I'm gonna go Harrison. Ronnie. I like that too. I like that too. I'm going to go Ronnie Harrison just because he kind of has that fire and play, right? I kind of like that. And I could see Ronnie Harrison coming up and doing a pick six. So that's going to be my uh, um, speaking a of safety, that. A safety. Not to get off topic, but I don't know if you saw that the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, coach was fined as well, by the way. That did come Finally. out. Finally. Correct. About <laughs> time. Um, we'll just quickly unpack that. Of course, we knew there was really a, a lot of uncertainty of what exactly took place in that altercation. Looked like Ronnie Harrison was just trying to get out of the this, this situation. Coach put, pushes him. Ronnie pushes him back. It's a little bit of a situation. Basically, not great. Initially, NFL fines Ronnie Harrison, and I think it was like twelve thousand dollars. Right. Um, the coach was not fined, and then everybody started causing a ruckus, and then, you know, that was the end of that. Yeah. Um. So he's finally fined, and I think Browns fans we can sleep peacefully now, knowing that he is also. Uh, well, yeah, and if you yeah, if you look at the tape on that alley. Clearly, it just looked like Ronnie was trying to step off of a pile to get back onto the field. And you, yeah. and you had a coach that thought he stepped on a player, so then he pushes, and then emotions get going back and forth. So, yeah, it was just an un, unfortunate circumstance kind of all the way around. It's just really weird. It was just a really weird thing. Yeah. Um, guys, if you need your official Here We Go Brownies podcast hat or T-shirt, I can promise you this. You'll look very beautiful in one, and I think you should have one. Dustin's got one on his head, and he looks great. Uh, you can head on over to onlyincleave.com for official Here We Go Brownies podcast hat or T-shirt. Use promo code woof woof, all one word, all lowercase, at checkout to get 10% off of your purchase. Go ahead and do that because I'm telling you, you'll look great during the season with an official Here We Go Brownies podcast hat or T-shirt, and we'd appreciate it. So head on over there to onlyincleave.com. And Brian and his crew, they are awesome. They can get it out to you ASAP. And they've got an abundance of other items. 
get your yeah. Ohio State gear. You can get your Cleveland Indians, Cavaliers, anything you need, Brian can do it. So go check them out. They've got everything you could possibly need for your wardrobe. Um, all right, Dustin. So your score prediction is what'd you say, 24 to 3? That was my that was my bold score. Okay. If you want my real score prediction. Yeah, give me yeah, let's hear that. That was my bold score prediction. So that was my boldness. Um, I'm gonna go. 28 20 28-20. That's going to be my it's kind of a close game here. Well, Vegas has us seven points. So um that's kind of you know, it's yeah. kind of but Vegas is usually pretty right. I think they had the Browns by 12 in the last game and we won by 10. I don't know. I just see again, maybe us pulling away again in the fourth quarter, kind of doing our business, but 28-20. Maybe even 28-17. I don't know. This could, you know, about a 10-7-10 point game. I have mine at 28-17. I think that's probably more kind of in the in the ballpark that we're looking at. Um, I do think that we do pull away in the fourth quarter. Um, I, I do think this is going to be a good game. I don't think we're going to go in and just no. smoke them. Yeah, this I is agree. a good football team. This is a good football team. And reminder, anybody in the National Football League is a professional. They show up. They can and will beat you. But I do think that Justin Fields is going to have a pretty good game. Um, you know, I think that they've got some weapons. I think they have a pretty good defense. Roquan Smith, I like a lot. He had a pretty good game last week. So watch out. Watch out. But I do think we pull away in the fourth. Uh, what I say? 28-17. That's what I'm going yep. for. For those of you that are listening, drop your comments, your questions, any, any thoughts you have. We'll address it here. We'll address it here. Um, also, drop your score predictions. Drop your bold predictions. Yeah, I like that. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it a little bit. So, Dustin, let's talk about the keys to a victory. We talk about establishing the run, sticking to our guns. How do the Browns come out victorious on Sunday? Uh, winning the turnover battle, managing the clock, and keeping Justin Fields in check and making him look like a rookie quarterback. Those are probably the three keys to victory for me. Ball control, win the turnover battle, and just really make him look confused. Uh, I personally, I know you think he's going to have a good game. I think this is going to be a rough one for, I really do. I think this is going to be a well, rough. I hope you're right. I do. I hope yeah. you're right. On no, that. I, I, I just, it's, it's a lot of pressure. I mean, it just really is a lot of pressure to come into another team's house. Very loud. You're a rookie quarterback. I just think he's going to have a rough game. And to your point, Allie, if there's anything I know about Miles Garrett, and some of those guys on defense are very prideful and they probably don't like the stuff being talked about the defense this week. And I think they're going to want to come out and make a statement. And this would be the perfect game and be like, Oh, you think the defense has problems? Well, let's just show you how, what we can do. So I think the Browns defense could come out and make a statement in this game and say, you know what? Yeah. Let's just take that talk and just, yeah, we'll put it over here. Well, did you see miles did post on Instagram. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I don't remember what the cap. Let me go read the caption real quick. It was a, a photo of him. Anytime he puts one out there, he says, they say I fell off. Keep that same energy. And it's a picture of him flexing. Um, so that tells me he's ready to go. Yeah. He's ready to go. And I, if I were a betting person, which I'm not for this game, I would, uh, I'd put my money on miles Garrett here. Yeah. I, I think the defense may want to come out and make a statement in this game. Um, and it's perfect. It's home. They'll get the crowd going. Um, this would be a perfect game to kind of start to really put that defense together and um, put some of the naysayers to rest. Mm -hmm. Nope, I agree. Uh, you win the turnover battle or at least remain neutral. You're going to come out with a win here. 
bottom yeah. line. I think last year they were, gosh, I, I don't know. Let's just say that they won, I would say 95% of their games before they were neutral or won the turnover battle. Simple as that. You do that, yep. you control the clock, you control the time of possession, you run the football and you do what you do best offensively. While I think that this Bears defense is pretty darn good, I, I think they're actually really good. I think they won't have an answer for what we can do offensively. And I'm not sure many teams in the league can. Allie, do, do you know what their stats are, run defense versus pass defense in general? Which I one? I can find out. Well, I'm just curious because, I mean, obviously we're a running football team, right? So if their pass defense is really good, I think that bodes well for a football team. But if it's, I don't if, know off the top of my head. Yeah. But I, I'm just curious if, yeah. yeah. But it would be interesting to see because that's going to be really where the matchup is at. You know, is, is where that's going to come down to the trenches is the, is how yeah. well they do against the run. Because if they if they don't do well against the run, well then that's not going to bode well for them. But if they do well against the run, we have to change up our plan. And people like Hollywood Higgins and guys like that and people Jones and Swartz and those guys got to step up their game. And OBJ, if OBJ is 100, we need to have him. You know. Um, you know, have an interesting game. So this you know, is important as Odell. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Go ahead. No, but it's interesting now. OBJ comes out in games we never think he's going to blow up and have a game, right? I would like to have a very OBJ Dallas Cowboy kind of game, right? Where yeah. you don't know what you're going to expect, but all of a sudden he takes over the game on a couple of plays. Like that would be great, right? Like, and you know. I think, you know, if we can take the top off the defense on some of these, but I mean, we don't know, right? We won't know until game time if he's going to get that full release. So I think it'll be a fun game. I just hope that it's not a stressful game going in the fourth quarter. I don't like stressful games, but. Uh, hey, I've been, I've, I feel like I haven't slept in like, I don't know, a week and a half. I would really <laughs> like it if on like this weekend I could just relax you like a sleepy up. game, a sleepy game, right? Like a sleep yeah, like I can just chill on the couch with my dog and just be like, oh, well, this is fun. I can just, I can relax here. I don't need to be stressed, chewing my fingernails off. I don't need to be doing that this weekend. I'm Allie, I would have, I would have to bet, Ali. I could be wrong, but I have a dog. You have a dog, and dogs feed off your energy. When you're stressed out, I bet you Birdie gets stressed out. I get absolutely fired up. When, so when I, I'm watching a game, um, now I didn't watch the past two games, Browns games here at home. I was traveling. Right. I was watching them in airports. Um, by the way, when I was flying to Vegas, I was watching the flight or I was watching the game on the flight. I got, I got Wi-Fi so I could watch the game. Now, it wasn't the best connection, but it was good enough. <laughs> and uh at one point i think it was like in the last two minutes you know when things really started getting hectic against kansas city i was about to run out on the wing like i was absolutely going <laughs> completely ballistic on this airplane and i'm like ali you've got to stop you're like on a plane you cannot well, it's be funny. acting this way well they'd be like we have a problem with the gal in row 13 she's acting a little agitated there's a colonial woman on the wing yeah like seriously like i was losing it but to, to what you mentioned about about my dog if i'm watching a game with her i've watched the past couple of ohio state games with her and i'll get pretty animated and then she jumps up she's like what's going on do we need to go fight somebody so she gets yep. crazy and then she yep. thinks I'm playing and she's jumping on me and wants to play and pulling on my arm yep. and then i'm mad because ohio state's losing and then my dog's biting at me so i'm just freaking out so it's just it's always a scene i know feeds off your energy yeah 
Yeah. Always a C. Just it's yeah. never a dull moment. So it's going to be interesting to see how this Sunday goes. I will be watching the game with Birdie. Um, well, I know what you will be doing this Sunday, and that is for sure. You will probably have a nice spread there ready to go for game day. I bet you you'll have some of your Cleveland ketchup. I bet you'll have some of your stadium mustard. Unfortunately, one of us can enjoy Orlando Baking Company. But if we were in Cleveland, we would do that. And, of course, Allie, five-star meats, right? You, you know have- what they say, Dustin? There ain't no wiener like a five-star wiener. Now, right. I will tell you, I was talking with my dad um, prior to the show, and we were talking about our game day celebrations, our game day feasts. Ritual, uh, the ritual. Yeah, yeah, the ritual. And, I, you know, I was planning, you know, when I come home, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we can get together. We can, you know, there's nothing like watching a game with my dad. You know, we can do it right. We'll get some Orlando bread. We'll get some Orlando bread, that, that beautiful, beautiful bun. We'll get some five-star meats. We'll get some hot dogs going. Throw some burgers on the grill. Mm. It's not complete until you have some stadium mustard, the iconic Cleveland brand, and some Cleveland ketchup. Throw a little bacon and bourbon on there, Ooh. a little ghost pepper, a little classic, whatever your flavor is. And you've got the perfect game day picnic going on, the perfect game day meal. So make sure you head out to your local grocery store. You get all that. You get your Orlando bread from the Orlando Baking Company. You can tell you got the, the red, white, and green going on. They like the Italian flag. It's right there. You can't miss it. Orlando <laughs> Baking Company. Your five-star meats. There ain't no wiener like a five-star wiener. Your Cleveland ketchup and your stadium mustard. And you have yourself a feast to celebrate the Browns win over the Chicago Bears. Yes. Absolutely. It doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get any better than that. Dustin, what's your what's your go-to typical? I know I know you watch some of the games from the from the bar. What's your go-to meal on game day? Tell me your Well, reason. you're not you don't know about this, but I this is tough, but as of Monday, I have went carb free. God <laughs> yeah. bless you. Um, I'm going, yeah, because carbs are great, right? Um, I need to lose 30 pounds. That's that's my goal, and I'm sticking to it. And Somebody better chain me to a wall because I'm going to lose this 30 pounds. It's coming off. Um, but typically, I do like to cheat. I call it a cheat day where I have a burger and fry, the bacon and all that. That's kind of my cheat day. Well, I can't have a cheat day anymore. So now I'm going to have to go with wings. Now, wings, you can totally have on a low-carb diet. I love wings. They have good wings there. So I think traditionally going forward, I'm going to be all about the wings with the blue cheese and the hot, the hot wings. That's going to be my, my go-to. So. Yeah. I, I, uh, right now I need to stop doing this. Like I really need to stop doing this, but I, I like, I DoorDash like five times a week. I've seen some tweets about your DoorDashing issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I really need to calm down because let me just let you in on a little secret. It's, uh, it's not cheap. It's, it's not. It's not. Uh, uh, no. Today I, today I DoorDash twice for lunch and dinner. And it's not that I don't like to cook. I love to cook, by the way. I think I'm a good cook. It's just been a little it's bit. It's hard lazy. to cook for one. It's hard to it cook is, for one. It is. It is. But I've just been a little bit lazy lately. And I've been tired yeah. catching up from all my travels. I'm like, you know what? I deserve some Red Lobster right now. <laughs> I deserve <laughs> this. That is not what I thought you were going to say. That's the last thing I thought you said you were going to door dash was Red Lobster. And, and, saying, and by the way, I live in, I live in, I literally right. live on the beach in, in right. South Carolina. Like Red and, Lobster is the Walmart of like yeah. 
It's the biscuits, Dustin. It's the biscuits. They it's get the me. Butter I love them. Oh it's my god. The, it's the butter cheese biscuit thing. Yeah, and it's only like a 49 cent delivery. So I, oh, that's not okay. That's fair. So I do it. I do it kind of probably a little bit too much, but you know what? Game day. I've got my my uh, pizza spot right down the road. I get a, a okay. pizza, and then I change up the sides. Sometimes I do wings. Sometimes okay. I do some French fries and some Cleveland ketchup, and that's pretty darn good, by the way. It just really depends. It really depends. But I, I typically stick to the pizza. You get some chips and dip up in there. Yep. Nice all American meal. All American meal. Some sweet tea and a Miller Light. <laughs> We're kicking ass and taking names, Dustin. Yeah. Speaking of that, Allie, I think we should yeah. make one quick announcement before the end of our show. We have a new sponsor that um, we want to make sure we give them a shout out to. Um, Rough Around the Etches, not edges, but etches. Um, she actually came out and supported our event uh, in August there in Cleveland. Allie's father actually bought something from her. He did. Um, but Allie will be supporting this. She made some very cool things, and that says, as Ollie and I always say, we always think we make Cleveland great again. That's Mayfield. But she can etch anything you want. Um, and Allie will display next week some of the cool stuff that she got sent to her. But go to rougharoundtheetches.com. She has some really cool stuff. Um, it's all unique. And she can make any one-off stuff you want, which is really cool. So. And it's high quality. It's beautiful It's yes. beautiful stuff. My, as you mentioned, my dad got some stuff. He got a nice Cleveland Indians uh, cup, I believe. I actually already have my, I got a, a mug in the mail. It says Cleveland girl on it or Browns girl. And then I got a, an Ohio state or a state of Ohio one. Um, yep. I was going to support that on the show tonight, but I actually already used both of those today. Um, <laughs> I had a cup of coffee and then I had some juice. So I'm like, well, I can't, they're dirty. They're already yeah. in the dishwasher. So uh, next week you'll see me sporting that. I'm really excited to have uh, welcome her as a proud sponsor of the Here We Go Braves podcast. She does great work, completely customizable, and it's high, high quality. So make yeah. sure you check them out. We'll be able to uh, get you some links sent out in the coming weeks, um, some pictures. But uh, really excited to welcome them on. Um, Dustin, any closing thoughts as we wrap up on a beautiful Wednesday evening? You know, I can't think of anything other than um, I'm excited for football. It's fall. Fall is my favorite season. Uh, I geek out during football season, um, college, pros. Um, the only thing I was going to mention real quick, um, you probably have some of you seen this. We are going to put out on Thursdays or Fridays every week this year, uh, the Orlando Baking Company, Enzo, will be putting out his fantasy sit -em or stardom picks for the Cleveland Browns. And those will come out on Thursday or Friday so you can set up your fantasy teams. Alan and I kind of talked offline and said, you know, Fantasy is a big deal. It probably should be addressed on the show at some point or in some capacity when it comes to Browns players. Do you sit them or you, you start them? Um, so Enzo is going to give us those picks every week, and we'll have that on the wall and Twitter and the feed so you can see what he says you should do based on the Browns opponent that week. Yep. You should set definitely listen to him. I did not listen to him last week because I was traveling and I didn't see the, uh, the show. And I really should have listened to him and started some of the players that he mentioned. And I probably would be sitting a little bit more victorious than I am <laughs> right now in some of my leagues, but that's okay. I learned the hard way. You got to listen to Enzo. Um, no, he is really good. He hosts a, uh, he hosts a podcast for Kent state as well for yep. their athletic. Uh, I mean, he's awesome. So be sure. And by the way, Allie, he's been living his best life. Uh, he sent some pictures to me where he went to 
uh, I believe Texas A&M on the sidelines with the 12th man. He's got to go some pretty cool. He works for the football team as well. So he's got to listen pretty what a good life. football what, life. What so, a life. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, real quick, before we, before we jump off, my dad just sent me the picture. It's hard to see uh, there it of, is. of the cup uh, from rough around the edges. And it, it says they will always be the tribe. Um, so a nice, a nice cup from them. Uh, so thanks dad. Um, Dustin, this is great. Uh, looking forward to Sunday. Just looking forward to the weekend. We're finally in football season. I don't love the fall so much because I don't like when it gets cold. Um, also, I do need some suggestions. So for anybody that's still on the stream, uh, feel free to drop a comment of what my dog and I should be for Halloween because that's coming up. So oh. I'm sorry for that. Maybe we'll do well, a photo contest or something like that, costume contest. So well, and we and we might have something to announce about Halloween. We might, we might. So just uh, if you can drop that there in the comments. Uh, right now, I'm thinking maybe a nice. Uh, I don't know. I don't know yet. Actually, I don't know. Drop a comment of what Birdie and I should be for Halloween, um, and we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I like that, Alan. I bet you get some action on that. I bet you get some. I need. I need some. I I need some uh, suggestions. To be honest with you. There you go. All right, guys, this is great. We're looking forward to this weekend, uh, watching the Browns come away victorious, hopefully, uh, with yes, Dustin. And see us on Sunday for our post game show. Yes, actually, great point. Real quick, want to get to that. Uh, the past couple of Sundays haven't been able to do so. As uh, I've been traveling, of course, but now that we're back into the swing of things, we will be doing two shows a week. We will continue to do our Wednesday podcast. Then we will do a Sunday post-game or pre-game show, depending on what time they play. So typically, one o'clock games, we'll do a post-game show. Uh, So be on the lookout for that one, and uh, we'll talk to you then. So please, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, and as always. Go Browns! Cleveland! This is for you. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, this for my dogs from the east to the west side. Rocket brown and orange with me, baby. Let's ride. Represent the land. Let them know. Tell them, here we go, brownies. Here we go. Yeah, here we go.